Hey everyone, welcome to an original series. If this is your first time listening, which we hope it is because this is our pilot episode, we'd like to say welcome. My name is Patch and with me is my friend and co-host Adam Rakoff. Hey man, thanks for having me. Well, I would say thank you for being here because the One Man Show podcast is not something that I am comfortable doing and with a show like this, I need a partner in crime, partner in television, partner in conversation, whatever it is. <laughs> it's all, so, there's never a partner in, in good. It's always in crime. It's like, it is. Or partner and, in and justice. That's sad. Part, yeah. You're my partner in conversation, in good <laughs> conversation. Go. <laughs> well, we're appreciative of the fact that you are tuning in and you're curious. What is this series? What is this podcast? An original series. Well... I will tell you, we will tell you, because there's a lot to cover. This is sort of your primer for being able to know you know, what to expect, when to expect it, all the ins and outs, and uh, we're hoping not to take up too much of your time because we want you to get right into the content as it releases. But just wanted to give you a little backstory. So if you're not familiar with the podcast Feel and Film, that is where I pretty much originate my internet fame as little as it is, lives in that podcast. It is a movie review podcast that my buddy Aaron White and I actually co-host weekly. And we are essentially covering movies that really kind of hit us in the emotional spot. So the movies that we talk about, we talk about from an emotional standpoint. Our tagline is every movie makes us feel something. And it really does. It makes us feel angry if we really don't like it. It makes us feel frustrated because we think it could be better. But we really try to, in the several years that we've been kind of iterating off of the idea of our podcast, we have come to realize that we want to watch movies that make us feel good and make and challenge us and give us good conversation. And so I am not new to the podcast world. I've been on a handful of others, and Feelin' Film has really been my bread and butter over the last four or five years. We started back in 20, 2017, I think, maybe 2016, whenever Batman v Superman came out. And if you want a history lesson of that, check out our pilot episode on Batman v Superman. We talked about kind of why we started it. And this episode is really kind of in that same vein. So Adam, where do you fit in? Well, <laughs> along the way, early on in our podcasting career at Feel and Film, we decided to cover some Stanley Kubrick movies, uh, some of which I'd seen, some of which I hadn't. We were doing director month for a couple of years, and Stanley Kubrick was one of our first. And one of the movies that we covered was called Full Metal Jacket. I encourage you to check out the movie and check out the episode. Well, Aaron, being a little bit more prolific in the world of pushing our numbers up and getting (laughs) our name out there, he's kind of the grinder of the two of us when it comes to that stuff. He's also a film critic from the Seattle Film Critics Society. He decided to um, dig a little deeper. He had discovered that when Full Metal Jacket released, there was a diary that the actor Matthew Modine was asked to keep 
at the request of Stanley Kubrick. Well, that diary turned into an audiobook and a mobile app for the iPad. Aaron discovered this and took it upon himself to, I believe, reach out to you, Adam, if, I, if I'm correct. I yeah, definitely I mean, did not do that. Definitely, <laughs> I don't remember exactly how he got in touch with me. I think it was through Twitter. I'm pretty okay. sure he DM'd me, or we have a handle for the Full Metal Jacket Diary Project, which is just mm-hmm. at FMJ Diary, and it's like a verified account. So I think he may have DM'd me there, and I was more than happy to uh, to respond and, and take him up on his offer, which was to invite myself, uh, the producer of the diary and the app and the audiobook, and Mr. Modine to come on Feel and Film and have a, a discussion about, about the movie as well as the what we like to call appumentary. It's kind of an <laughs> almost documentary-esque project because yeah. uh, Matthew, in addition to this diary that you mentioned that he kept during the making of the film, which took almost two years of his life, so it was a huge, you know, just chunk of time, he also shot photographs on the set, hundreds using a Rolleiflex uh, camera, which is a medium format film camera. This was long before digital, so everything was uh, film, very large negatives that we scanned and into uh, uh, using what's called a drum scanner to get like, the, the maximum resolution out of each, each image. And yeah, we turned uh, his diary and photographs into this interactive sort of immersive app experience for the iPad first and then we went on to do an audiobook after that. So yeah, we had a great conversation and that's certainly available uh I believe still to listen to on Feel and it Film. Is. Yes, so it is. check it out if you want. And now, I kind of feel like and this is that was the first time that you and I actually spoke on that episode and I kind of feel like we became fast friends. You know, we just kind of hit it off and started talking offline and you were kind enough to invite me back shortly thereafter to discuss one of my all-time favorite films the karate kid from 1984 and right through great. the conversation that we yeah. had through through those conversations with adam we were able to discover that you know you and i specifically sort of have a kinship when it comes to our where we are in life kind of how we yeah. grew up we we're both 80s kids and as I would kind of talk to you through Twitter and we would have you back, it just kind of got me excited about the fact that, oh my gosh, this guy shares my love for 80s movies in a particular way that feels more romantic than anything else because <laughs> the things that I would laugh about, the things that I would find really intriguing were the things that you would. And I wasn't just kind of oogling over 80s movies. I mean, we can all find nostalgia in that. I think Aaron would be the same way. But as you and I kept talking on and offline through these kind of conversations, I discovered that there was a lot more that we had in common in terms of being able to appreciate the stuff about the movies. And I specifically remember on the karate kid episode, which you guys should check out, you had made a comment. I don't know if we talked about this prior to going on the air, but you made this really interesting sort of observation about Miyagi and Daniel's relationship and how it sort of parallels a little bit in terms of this mentorship with Doc Brown and Marty McFly. 
And I was like, wait a minute. Are you a fan of Back to the Future? And you're like, am I a fan? Am I a fan? Are you kidding me? Well, you know, that kind of cinched it. And so we kind of kept in touch over the next you know few years. I think we sort of kind of went absent for a little bit. And then at one point, the never-ending story uh, was coming up for its, I think, 30th anniversary. And we had mentioned to you, say, hey, would you want to come on for that? I think it was 2019 or 28. It was some milestone or, or you know, annual anniversary of some kind. We actually missed that one. But as COVID sort of didn't shut us down, but it kind of paused us for a little bit, we were trying to understand, okay, what do we do with the show? Movies are not in the theaters. And so it kind of gave us an opportunity to revamp. And through that, not revamping or reinventing ourselves, but sort of resetting feeling film to an extent, it put a lot of kind of thoughts into my head. One of those things was get that reminder of the never ending story. So I reached out to you and I said, Hey man, we haven't talked in a while. I know we mentioned the never ending story. Would you want to come back on? And you were like, yes, absolutely. And so we had you back on for that. And then I remember Aaron and I talking offline. We're saying, dude, this guy is a great conversationist. Like he brings a really great element to, uh, to the conversation if you listen to the show, you know that we do this every milestone episode, every hundredth episode, we actually do a trilogy. And so our listeners get kind of a bonus. They get three movies in one. So episode 100 was actually 100, 100 or 100.1.2 and 0.3. And we did the toy story trilogy because at the time it was a trilogy and (laughs) you know, for better or for worse, it's not anymore, but whatever. And for our 200th, we did the Indiana Jones trilogy because for good reasons, we really don't recognize the crystal skull and, you know, that's a different conversation altogether. Well, for our 300th episode, we were trying to figure out what do we do? And this came shortly after we had you on for the never ending story. And I said, why don't we do back to the future and bring Adam back on? And those were probably three of my favorite episodes, because again, you bring a level of conversation that has some technical angle to it. It's not just these movies are great and this is why we love them. Of course, that's all there, but the insight and the ability to kind of point things out, it was really attractive to me from a conversation standpoint. And it wasn't that we weren't getting that on our show and I wanted to replace that, but it got me thinking about something. And that's kind of where the origin of an original series came from. So 2020 obviously did a number on a lot of people. And at the end of that year, I had kind of made a decision to take a break from feeling film for a few months, just taking a hiatus. And through that, I started thinking about, okay, what do I want to do and how do I kind of move forward? Uh, Do I want to come back? What does it need to look like? So there were two tracks in my head. One was, I definitely want to come back, but I want it to be a little different. And so after 2021 or in the kind of the midst of 2021, Aaron and I decided, look, let's not try to create something that's going to get tons of downloads, although that'd be great. Let's just enjoy the show. Let's get back to our roots. And one of the things that we did was we just picked movies that we knew we'd enjoy instead of just picking the big movie that we get a lot of people interested in and kind of go into it blind. And that's kind of what we've been doing. Um, we are picking movies and 
if it's a new movie, Aaron, because he's a film critic, gets early access. He knows me well enough to say, I don't know if this would be a good conversation. So we pick something else. And so we'll have movies out there that we enjoy. And if four people listen or 400 people listen, it's all good. Well, along that same line, I started thinking about this idea of the television side of things. Because I'm a big fan. I like watching television shows as much as I like watching movies. The problem is there's so much out there that I miss the conversations. I miss the ability to sort of engage. I'm not on social media that much. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not the engaged social media guy because as part of my sort of 2020 experience, which I think is a Justin Timberlake album, (laughs) (laughs) it's also my experience, uh, not as pop culture-y. I decided to just kind of pull back on all social media whatsoever. And it's actually been a a really good decision for me. I'm not as um, anxious. I I don't feel like I have to be as connected. But this idea kind of came to me of like, what about covering television shows that exist behind streaming services? So we've gotten so many streaming services that exist right now between HBO Max, Paramount Plus. Well, pretty much any network with the word plus behind it is going to (laughs) have... Yeah. Original content, AMC plus, uh, discovery plus MTV plus whatever. Yeah. It's all pluses or maxes. Yeah. We're missing our extremes. We need some extreme (laughs) showtime extreme Nickelodeon extreme. (laughs) That would be good. And so I just sort of started noodling around with this idea. Hey, what would this look like if I put together this podcast where the discussions that we have, are really sort of contained to series that exist on Netflix or HBO Max, series that are not beholden to a network, beholden to a large amount of episodes, and that don't have as much of a chance of getting canceled without having their stories to complete. And I'm looking at you lost, okay? (laughs) So... (laughs) So I just sort of noodled around with that uh, for most of 2021. And one of the things I I looked at and sort of explored was I don't want to rush this. It needs to be right. And I didn't feel like it needed to be an offshoot of feeling film. I knew that the thing I have with Aaron is in and of itself very special. And it's not like he wouldn't be the right guy, but he and I don't share that same kind of connectivity. I mean, he is interconnected with a lot of things. And I really sort of, as I started, started kind of thinking about this, I wanted it to kind of be my own thing and I wanted to try to find the right partner. And so at the tail end of 2021, I decided, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to reach out to the guy who I think could make this work because I think up to that point, you and I were talking a little bit about Star Trek. I think I was going through my essential episodes of Star Trek Voyager (laughs) and just like movies, I was like, this guy's getting it. This guy, you know, he, he appreciates these, these, these shows that I'm watching. And so Christmas Eve, 2021, I clearly remember I was getting gas for my car and I didn't have, I think I had your email address, but we were talking through Twitter. So I just sent this long, crazy message, direct message through Twitter saying, Hey man, I got this idea and no pressure, just kind of throwing it out there. 
because I knew if it didn't work, it's not a big deal. It's not like I had all these grand plans. Sure. Yeah. But I basically sort of pitched the idea of putting together a podcast that was going to talk about different series that exist behind the paywall. And I needed somebody to talk about them with. And I remember that morning driving from getting gas to going to get donuts from my son at the donut shop. And I was in the drive through and I looked at Twitter and I saw a message saying, Hey man, that sounds fantastic. I would love to do that. And I was like, okay, (laughs) now we're cooking with Crisco. And so I think I, I think I first wrote who dis, but then I said, (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) probably, probably. I have to go back and look at the, uh, at the saved Twitter messages, but it surprised me. And in a good way, I didn't know, you know, I I was not going to lose anything if you said no, but I I didn't know you from Adam. Well, I knew you as Adam, but not from Adam. So I, I was, I I didn't know about your, yeah, exactly. You are. I didn't know about your family life. I didn't know how busy you were. I knew you were a producer that you and Matthew work on several things together that you've got kind of your hands in a lot of different things. And the last thing I wanted to do was just add something else to your plate. And so when you said yes, it really kind of got me excited. And after the holiday, you and I just started brainstorming and it felt so like organically grown. We had a, I think a new year's day or day after new year's conversation about here's what I'm envisioning it to be. Here are the things that we could do. Let's put some parameters on it. And so for the last several months, we've actually done prep. We put marketing pieces together like logos and and banners and stuff and we've produced a lot of content so yeah when we kick this off when we when we were going to kick this off i was like i want to make sure that it's that it's really as good as it can be and so when you're hearing this is actually we're recording this a few days before we actually launch the podcast we wanted to make sure that our pilot episode was the last thing we recorded before we actually launched because we didn't really know what this was going to be. So we wanted to give you listeners a chance to be able to actually understand because we needed to understand like any podcast, it's going to grow. It's going to evolve. It's like any project it's, it's going to have its kind of ebbs and flows feel and film. I mean, we have formats that have changed and that's okay. And AOS will continue to evolve as we discover more about what we want to cover and how we want to cover it and when we want to cover it. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. So an original series was born unofficially um, December 24th of 2021, but it'll actually find its official launch today, Monday, September 12th, I believe it is, um, when you're listening to it. And so that's kind of it. That's kind of what you're getting uh, in, in terms of like the history. And we wanted the rest of this conversation, Adam, I know that you, you wanted to, um, the both of us wanted to just kind of talk through, well, what are we going to expect? What, what's this all about? So now that you know the premise, um, one of the reasons that we started this show uh, beyond just like, hey, this would be a cool idea, was that you and I are both fathers. We're both husbands. We both work for a living. This is obviously not a paying gig. It's a passion project. Like I think most podcasts are, unless your name is Joe Rogan uh, or, (laughs) you know, somebody who has billions of followers. If I change my name to Joe Rogan, will I make money? Then you'll, yeah, 
then okay. you can quit your job. That's okay. really how it works. I'll change my name to Joe Rogan too, and then we can all just quit our jobs. <laughs> An official Joe Rogan podcast by guys that are not Joe See, Rogan. It'll come up in searches. So that'll be our, that'll be our tagline. <laughs> Everything's named Joe Joe Rogan as the authors. Um, but I think what we realized is that there's so much content out there, and every month it seems like there's a new show releasing either on network television. Every or, week. <laughs> or every week, right. I mean, it's insane. And so I know personally, I wanted to be able to experience the idea of being able to share an experience of a television show with someone. I mean, that's part of, I think, what Feel and Film captures, which is I watch this movie, you watch this movie, let's talk about it. Right. Television shows, before we hit streaming and before binging existed – that was really kind of what television shows were about. That was part of their DNA. So you'd queue up an episode of Lost or Game of Thrones on Sunday night or Tuesday night, and then Wednesday you'd be at the quote-unquote metaphorical water cooler talking about, dude, did you see what happened on this show? And that's an attitude or I don't know how you describe it. That's something that I don't think is lost, (laughs) pun intended, Um, when it comes to experiencing television shows, the challenge that I have personally is that we are now capable of binging shows like Stranger Things or Cobra Kai because the streaming services will just drop them all at once. And so now instead of getting a conversation about an individual episode, we're talking about all this stuff. And I remember being on Facebook when Stranger Things hit having not watched it. And so many people were talking about, dude, on episode three, did you remember this happened and all this? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't watch it. But <laughs> it just be, it became so overwhelming for me. And you either jump in and experience it with the people at the time or you risk FOMO and you just say, well, I, I don't need that. I don't need Stranger Things. I don't need, I don't need all that Marvel Cinematic Universe nonsense or whatever. And so... I know for me, I wanted to recapture that in terms of being able to digest content in a more, a slower way, a more systematic way, so that each conversation would be episode centric. It wouldn't just be a summary of like, here's what happened. And and you can hear those conversations on Feel and Film. We actually have a couple of episodes um you and I have actually recorded, I guess it was Cobra Kai season four. We talk about it in its entirety, spoiler filled. Yep. And, and, and that's that was, cool. I mean, there's, there's, that was a challenge to get a whole season of episodes into a single podcast episode. And that's, I think, yeah. again, one of the, the reasons this, uh, this show was born. Yeah. Is not only to experience these episodes in real time with someone else, mm-hmm. but to, yep really hone in on what the episode brings to the table and how it actually affects the overall narrative. Would you, would you agree with that, Adam? Yeah, I uh, completely. And I think, like you said, we're in a, in an era now where people don't tend to focus on the individual episode anymore. It's more about, did you, did you see season two? It's amazing. It's so great because it becomes one big lump of content and you kind of, don't remember necessarily how you got to the end of the season. You just kind of remember 
the culmination or what happens, right? You, you don't really focus on those individual episodes because they all blur together. They all kind of become one long, uh, one long episode, if you will, <laughs> that you just right. watch in, you know, with little intermissions in between to go to the bathroom and, you know, go to sleep or get a bite to eat. So I think what I've always appreciated about great television is that, especially in this day and age, is that these are little works of of art, of filmmaking, you know, just shorter form than a movie. In some cases, they're just right. as long or longer if you, if you add up all the, the episodes. But even individual episodes can be great films, really, and with incredible production values, great directors attached to them, great writing, great production value, great editing, great cinematography. There's so many factors that go into a show like this. It's such a collaborative medium that often when you listen to a podcast or read a review about a a series, you don't get that analysis or that appreciation because there's no time to, especially for a longer series. I mean, we're mostly going to cover shows that are probably in the eight to 12 episode kind of range. But as we all know, network television, you can have as many as 28 episodes in a given season. I mean, there's no way to kind of hone in on, unless you're just going to cover your favorite episode of a show or of a season. But we really wanted to give each episode it's sort of it's time in the spotlight, right? It's time in the sun, right? We wanted to make sure that those episodes got the attention they deserved, and some will be better than others, and we'll acknowledge that, right? We're not gonna uh, we're gonna point out the good and the bad if there is, and I think this is an opportunity to do that to really yeah give that give these episodes the sort of attention that the, and the. Uh, Give them their due diligence. (laughs) And to that point, Adam, what we want to do with this show is not only to spotlight the individual episodes, but to also take our time with them as well. Right. I will preface this by saying there's nothing wrong with binging television. There are shows out there that, for all intents and purposes, are made to be binged. But they don't have to be. And when you talk about a series like... Stranger Things, it is a show that can be taken both as a binged series and you can experience all the amazing stuff that comes with it, or you can take it an episode at a time and really capture that, I don't know what's going to happen next, and these are my my thoughts. And to have that conversation with someone, I think, just adds to that enjoyment because, as you guys will hear, that's a series that we are covering over time and you'll get to hear my thoughts and Adam's thoughts and kind of wonder what's happening here. So the other aspect of that is that we are appreciating the details of each episode, but AOS is not just a stranger things podcast. It won't just be a Ted Lasso podcast. These are giving you a little sneak preview of what you're going to be getting from us in our first podcast season. And that's something else that we wanted to make sure we captured, which is because we're covering series that have a short episode run or that their duration is shorter, you know, 30 to 50 minutes. I mean, we're not beholden to that. I mean, there could be episodes. I know for sure that (laughs) stranger things season four has an episode. That's basically a movie. And 
in that regard, we will cover that episode in its entirety and it will be a longer conversation, but we're not going to break from that because we feel like, Hey, each episode deserves its own time in the spotlight, but these bite-sized approaches to the shows themselves and really a, a selective approach to the series that we cover allows us to experience for ourselves and for the other person, the, the joy of it. We have both saw, we have both seen Ted Lasso season one and two. We've both seen both of those, but we decided to start our podcast with that one. It's not that we are not going to cover series that neither of us have seen, we're going to cover series that we feel like would be solid conversations and ones that we'd both be excited about. So we start off with Ted Lasso season one, a season that we both highly enjoyed. So we know the conversation is already going to be good. And so for me, it's good training wheels, but there are going to be other series that we cover that you've seen and I haven't. There are going to be other series that neither of us have seen, and there are going to be other series that I've seen, but you haven't. And so this is really an exercise of trust and an ability to have some thick skin because at the end of a particular season of a series that maybe I've recommended or that you've recommended and I haven't seen, or you haven't seen, we may not decide to pursue anything more and that's okay. We're not going to take the completionist status. Now I will tell you this. We'll complete that season, you know, say eight episodes, but we may not decide to move on to a second or third season. If there are those, it, it, all, exactly. it all depends. It, we we yeah. may both love it and just want to come back when the time is right, but we may not. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's. Uh, yeah. I think that's a key to this is that we're both kind of making lists of shows that we like and that the other may not have seen, and hoping to introduce the other to something we 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 love. And I think that goes right. back to what you talk about. You mentioned earlier about the water cooler. And although I don't go to a water cooler to have these conversations, I do, for example, take my daughter to the local parks and we see her friends and their parents and that she goes to school with. And we, the parents, stand around and talk about the shows that we watched the night before. Right. And so that's like the modern day equivalent. You know, you wherever, wherever it might be, you, you, you talk about what you what you're up to, what you're watching and like you mentioned, there's so many times people tell me these great shows that they're watching. I'm like, I I haven't seen that. I don't know what you're talking about, or I wish I could see that. I just don't have the time. And I think this podcast, and again, thank you for inviting me to participate because it's, it's very exciting. This gives me, gives us some structure to actually sit down and watch a show. There are so many shows that I want to watch. I have a list but I just never get around to starting them partially because I know some of them as good as they might be are going to be huge time sucks for me. (laughs) And if I get started, I won't be able to stop. I will binge them for like three weeks and then I will not be seen. No one will hear from me because I'll be, you know, neglecting my family and my work and everything. So it's, this allows us, as you mentioned, to pace ourselves, watch, an episode, have a conversation, wait a few days, watch the next one, have another conversation. It's manageable for us because we, as you mentioned, both are in a similar place in our lives from a family and professional and, and just busy 
our, the busyness of our lives. So this really, I think, helps us to structure our TV viewing in a way that we can watch some great shows, have someone to experience them with and talk with about. And if we miss some of the other shows that are everyone's talking about right now, then okay. I think I've personally kind of given up trying to stay on top of everything. It's just impossible. So I, as much as there are a few shows that I are sort of, you know, for me, I have to watch them, but they've become fewer and fewer <laughs> as I've gotten older. There are certainly shows that I've just given up on. And even, even though they're great, it's just, it's time. Time uh, is the biggest obstacle for for my tv viewing because i also like to watch movies that's the other thing and i have uh a, a, not just new movies but a back catalog of you know classic films that i want to see as well and contemporary classic films. you know there's so many movies that i've i've missed and i'm trying to constantly fill in those holes so but this is a television podcast and i hope that we can sort of bring the same kind of care and attention that people give to film podcasts i hope that we can do the same thing for great television right yeah i think that's a fantastic summary of kind of you know the why of yeah um, while we're doing this i would add that i won't say in order to differentiate ourselves from other tv show podcasts but you know i am kind of saying that we do a variety of shows one to kind of give us a little bit more of a controlled experience of stuff that we wouldn't normally see or we wouldn't, or to give us, as you mentioned, that ability to have structure to say, okay, I can sit down because we're doing this for an episode. I can sit down and enjoy this. I can sit down and finally say, yep, I'm going to start watching show number X or this or that. We also pick shows behind the paywall because of that limited run, the eight to 10 episodes. If, if we were to try to cover the West wing, which is one of my favorite series, by the way, you're talking 22 episodes and with the format that we have, we're going to be releasing two episodes of a show a week. Typically we'll let you know if we release more or less in a given week for a particular show. And for a particular reason, you can follow us on our Twitter account that we'll be uh, putting, that we'll be putting on our social media. We'll put in the show notes. It would be difficult to do that as much as I would love to cover those, those types of shows that I absolutely love it just makes for a long conversation and it's not like the West wing is not worth talking about. It absolutely is. So is sports night. And maybe at some point we might be able to touch on those as part of like bonus episodes. Like, Hey, I want you to experience my favorite episode from the West wing season two. Now that would be difficult because a show like West wing has episodes before and after it that sort of integrate into right. each one. Right. You have plots, a, B and C that are, going throughout several episodes that may not be what we do, but we're not it necessarily could work going for like star Trek, the next generation or something, because yes. most of those episodes are, are self-contained. So you could kind of yes. cherry pick, you know, your favorites mm -hmm. or a show like the twilight zone, or there are right. certainly shows that warrant kind of the favorite or best of approach that we could do, as you said, as a bonus episode or perhaps even, like our favorite pilot episodes, like what, what pilots were the most effective two hour premieres in the history of television? Like which ones got it right, right out of the gate. You know, it's something that I always think about because sh some shows 
take a little while to kind of find their footing. They don't quite know what they're doing. <laughs> But then they become great shows over, you know, two or three seasons. They really, they really find their way and then become some of the best TV, you know, ever. But other shows just somehow the casting, the, the pacing, everything is just, the premise is it's everything's so spot on that right in that pilot, it's like they, they figured it out. And I think that's, that's an interesting, an interesting thing to, to sort of, discuss and and look for uh, a great example bring again lost the, the pilot of lost is brilliant although it kind of lost its way down the road so <laughs> anyway it's just i think there's some fun possibilities for this as you said for these kind of bonus episodes where we can take a break from the c- series approach or season approach and just dip our toes into some classic tv that we love and right. And it may be a show that we both haven't seen, as you said, recommend, like, I love this episode of this series. You have to, if you've never seen it, you have to watch it. And I would love to do that. So from a listener standpoint, uh, we wanted to provide variety. We didn't just want to be a stranger things podcast or a Ted Lasso podcast. I mean, there, there are those out there and we don't claim to have like the market cornered on. This is the best conversation you're going to have when it comes to those shows. And we also recognize that some of these series that we cover are old. I mean, we will be covering the first season of Stranger Things four years after it released or five years after it released, and that's okay. Our goal for you as a listener is to, if you've not experienced this television series, whatever it is, we want you to enjoy the integrated, detailed breakdown of celebrating each episode as we've experienced it. And if you have, maybe our conversations spark you to want to rewatch it. So case in point, there is a 50 episode podcast called Zach to the future where a guy named Dashiell Driscoll and Mark Paul Gossler really just do a breakdown of probably the first two seasons or three seasons of Saved by the Bell well, I've seen that show over and over again. My son absolutely loves it. We're trying to convince him to go as AC Slater for Halloween. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do it because he doesn't like muscle tees. But, you know, what can you do? We're keeping him despite that. <laughs> and the fact is, when I listen to those episodes, I want to go back and watch because they do really a scene by scene breakdown. And that's kind of what you're going to get from us. So there might be some episodes that don't merit that. They're really more of a summary. What did you like? Oh, here's a cool here's a cool scene. I love that. But for the most part, we really walk through the episode scene by scene, unless something else kind of merits kind of skipping around a little bit. But that's kind of what you're going to expect is is an episode breakdown, not just a re- recap of right. what happened, but also let's see how we got from beginning to end. And having that, I think, allows you to maybe re-experience a show that you've not seen in a while in a different way. And our hope is that our conversation allows you to stick with us, that you feel like you're sitting at the coffee table with us, having a beer or whatever, and just really enjoying like, oh, yeah, can you believe this happened? I mean, there have been times, Adam, that I have just gotten just so tickled by some things that we've said. And that's what I wanted to capture, not just in audio, but in our conversations, because those are the types of conversations that I miss having. And so by having that, not just in one series, but a multitude of series, 
it allows you, the listener, to just, if you're not into one, just skip to the other if it, when it releases. It also allows us to be able to expose people to new series that they may not know about, smaller series. So the paywall aspect is going to be where we live. We're not going to go to CBS and pick out Lost or pick out Friends or, or whatever. We're not going to do that. We're really going to, as a kind of a rule, like you know, when you make a movie with time travel, you set rules in place. Our rules are going to be, does it exist as not something you pay for, but does it exist outside of network television? So in the case of a show like, let's say, Halt and Catch Fire, it did release on network television, but now it lives behind the paywall because it's no longer, you know, streaming anywhere but either on Netflix or I think it's an AMC Plus or whatever it is. Right. So right. we'll cheat a little bit because shows like that might interest us. But we'll stick to, you know, some of the bigger ones. Apple TV Plus is a great place to to find original content because they're one of probably two uh, streaming services that only do original content. But we will find shows that may or may not be popular to a lot of people, but interest us. So hopefully our conversations will get you interested. If you haven't seen a particular show and you're like, Hey, these guys are talking about it. Let me go ahead and give it a shot. And if you don't like it, that's cool because (laughs) this is why we do things. We're just checking it out. So we like the idea of having that sort of cornucopia of TV series that allow a, a listener to be able to just really experience that variety of content and not just be beholden to one particular series. Now, I will tell you first and foremost, based off of the last seven or eight months that we've been recording, there are going to be series that we will push through in their entirety. They just won't fall back to back. So we won't be covering Stranger Things all the way through (laughs) because we want to check out other things. But just this is a spoiler. <laughs> um, we I've enjoyed it. This is the first time I'm going through it. Adam, I know you've already seen it at least once, but we've committed to how much we enjoy it, that we're going to continue going through the series. It just may not be and probably won't be back to back because we don't right. want to be. We want to give more series an opportunity to, to have those discussions. And it gives us a break. You know, it allows it gives us, us to afford something. Right. Yeah. It gives us a chance to just cleanse our palate in between uh, a season. And also it gives us a chance to, well, first and foremost, it then doesn't become a stranger things podcast, which we don't want. We don't want one show that we start getting into and love to become the focus, you know, the focal point of the whole podcast. So the, the goal again is to always make it is to kind of make sure that the choices we make, are very, are very, you know, from genre, some will be comedy, some will be dramas, some will be sci-fi. We really want to make sure that we're touching on all different types of television because we enjoy all types of television, all genres. And it's nice to, to break up, you know, the monotony of even if a show is great, it's nice to take a break. So I, I think I enjoy, I've been, I've been enjoying this approach so far and I think we're, uh, we're excited to continue it. And, yeah, it's uh, there's just so much out there right now to watch, and as I said before, it, for me this really helps sort of hone 
our our viewing habits in a way that uh, it's hard to do on your own. You know, it's hard to when you're just trying to pick something late at night. You know, you had a long day, kids are asleep, you sit down. I don't know about you. I sometimes will find myself just, you know, flipping essentially the the modern day equivalent of channel surfing, but through streaming pl- platforms. And then I end up not watching anything because I can't decide what to watch. Right. I just kind of, or I'll start something for five minutes and I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm not really in the mood, you know. And so having this structure really helps give me purpose <laughs> in my late yeah. night viewing. So something else I want to mention before we get into sort of the logistics of what to expect each week, along with the episode breakdown, something that attracted me to having you partner with me on this is your technical eye. I mean, you're a producer and I have an opportunity when we watch a series to kind of ask questions like, Hey, what's with this? Do you have that? And I'm not saying that you're a SME, you're, you're going to be an expert in everything I ask, but there are going to be conversations that during the course of our breakdown, we'll probably deviate and talk a little bit more about that technical stuff. Guys, this is this is part of what I enjoy about these conversations is not only the breakdowns, but also discussing things like camera angles and the way in which a scene is actually shot. As I mentioned before, feel and film, we don't really hit on the technical side of things and we're not you know, against it. We have talked about the acting and how things are working, but because we focus so much on the emotional takeaway, that's more of a lower tier thing that we want to focus on here in the television world, because we're taking such a slower burn approach. I am seeing a lot more in our episodes as we are walking through them of like, man, I really paid attention to the production design or the cinematography in the scene or the way in which the sound design there and and Adam, you're a great kind of sounding board for that because, one, you can answer some of my questions, which is fantastic, and you guys will hear some of that. But also, I, I tend to learn more about the world of creating art. Um, I am a self-proclaimed amateur filmmaker, although I haven't done anything in quite a while. But it's nice to have that as part of our conversations because – even if I'm not doing something, it motivates me to think about things a little differently. So when I'm watching a television show, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a blah, blah, blah camera angle or <laughs> right. that's a blah, blah, blah effect. And I say blah, blah, blah because I can't think of anything right now. But well, you if you uh, we didn't actually record this. We, it was an offline discussion, but you brought up a very good question recently and you shared uh, like a screenshot with me. <clears throat> Of a shot where there were two, there was like a foreground character in focus and a background character also in focus. And you were like, what, what is this called? And I said, oh, that's a split diopter shot. And you're like, what's, what's that? And so I kind of explained to you what it was, how it's this, this uh, convex lens that has two different lenses, essentially, that can have different focal lengths at the same time. And I pointed out a fun fact in, in that you can actually see a kind of a blur, like a blurry line somewhere yeah. in the middle of the frame where you can see where that, that the, the lens changes. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now you were, you started Googling it and finding shots from other movies and yes. it's, it's really, <laughs> it's, it, you can't unsee that now, right. You, whenever yeah. you see that shot, you're going to pick it out and, and notice that that's there. So it's fun mm-hmm. for me as well to sort of 
notice those things when you right. when you can watch like let's say Stranger Things. Yes, I did watch the first four seasons as they came out. I binged them like most people did. But now I'm I'm really watching them, like really paying close attention to each episode with you. And I'm seeing things I never saw before. So it's yeah. very rewarding for me as well to revisit a show that I, I didn't kind of give that much time to, if you will. I just kind of plowed through them because I had to see where it was going before anyone else told me. You know, that was, I think, one of the downsides of binging is that there is this kind of race to to get to the end so that you can have a conversation with with other people. I mean, I have a lot of friends that don't have kids, and so they will stay up all night and watch a show like Cobra Kai. And hey, more power to them. You know, if they can, I I probably would too. But I can't right now at this stage of my life. So it takes me sometimes a week or two or more to get through something like that on my own. And uh, and that's a different way of watching. I feel I feel like you don't have the same attention to detail when you watch a series in sort of not fast forward mode because you are watching it in real time. You're not playing it you know, at double speed or something, but you, there's sort of a, 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 a need to just keep pushing forward. And, and sometimes you're really tired at that. <laughs> that approach can, can make you watch till 4am or something. And you're not really, you know, as fully alert at that point, but you're still moving forward. You're still pushing forward. So I, I, I really appreciate the sort of method, the, the, the slower and more, you know, just careful approach to TV to TV viewing that we're taking. Right. Well, in 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 that vein, I you got me thinking about when the television show Twenty Four came out. I never watched it in its heyday. It wasn't until a friend of mine actually bought the first season on DVD. And he pitched this idea to me. Hey, do you want to watch the first season over a weekend? <laughs> yeah. Because the, pre- the 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 gimmick of the show is that it takes place in real time. Right. And one so each hour episode, of TV was one hour of a twenty four hour day. Yes. Yeah. And of course, you lose a little bit of that because when you transfer something to DVD, the commercials that normally take up those three to four <laughs> right. minutes, it, you had to include. If you if, listeners, if you've heard, watched. 24 you know that before and after you know at the end of each at the before commercial break and after commercial break they bring you back to what time it is and by the time we got to like the 15th or 16th episode we were trying to guess okay what time is it coming back <laughs> you know what what's the yeah. time going to be but i remember we actually spent the whole weekend watching that and i was exhausted yeah. because we were sitting on the couch and we watched 24 episodes of this thing like we watched i think about half of them on a friday night we went to sleep and then we got up at like seven in the morning, got to breakfast because we knew that we would have to watch another 12 hours of television. Yeah. Now that show is not meant to be binged. It's not. It was created as a network show to go over the course of 24 weeks or maybe 30 weeks. If you include like fall, you know, the winter break and whatnot. And I'm not saying that it wasn't enjoyable. I think it was, it was, <laughs> it was an experience. And how did we detox? Well, we watched The Fast and the Furious, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sunday night was just like, you know, let's go to Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. More TV. Kind of, more, yeah, more yeah. TV. More, yeah. We'll just do a movie because yeah. two hours of a movie. Right. But that show felt like one long movie that was like 20, 
or 18 hours or whatever it was without commercials. And the benefit of a show that's on a streaming platform and it's sort of limited or it's not truncated, but it's compact way of telling a story is that you can breathe a little bit. So even when you binge a show like stranger things, you are, when you're done, you're done. Like Cobra Kai is like eight episodes on average, eight or nine episodes, Ted Lasso. Well, so let's not include Ted Lasso because every show from Apple TV plus is, is released weekly. And so a except lot of people, for maybe sometimes they'll drop like the first two right. episodes as sort of mm-hmm. like a bonus, you know, to kick off the, the, the new season or something. Yeah. So I think that some of the networks, and we've talked about this on one of our episodes that you'll hear the, the, the streaming services are sort of understanding that they're understanding that, Hey, maybe releasing weekly is better for our pocketbook because people who want to watch the show are going to be committed for longer than just two days. (laughs) And then others won't. I think the fact is either method is fine. I think you experience it differently. And I think that's what we're trying to capture on the show is how do we experience a television show in a way that, again, recaptures that kind of conversational episode by episode experience, but also allows us to breathe a little bit, not only between each episode, but also between each show. Because as much as I love a show like Stranger Things or Ted Lasso, I'm okay with sort of stepping back and going, all right. What can I experience next? Hey, I'm ready to get into the second season of this. Or, hey, Adam, why don't we try this one? Have you, you know, is this one on your list? Then let's try that. It's one that I enjoy, and I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. So that's probably the the biggest motivation for me in yeah. doing this. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think we, we all, the two of us, remember growing up when there were really three, four networks, you know, in the eighties and there was only so many choices on TV. And so it was more like you picked a show as a family and that's what you watched on Thursday night, for example, or a a couple shows that might, you know, air back to back. And then most of your friends probably were watching the same thing. So you went to school the next day and you talked about them. Right. And that was, that was all your television was, you know, you didn't, unless you were watching reruns after school or something or, cartoons on Saturday morning, but there were fewer shows as a result that you could watch and, and therefore more people were watching those same shows and then having conversations about them and discussing them week to week and wondering what might happen next. And there was something really special about that. If you look at some of the viewing numbers, you know, for shows (laughs) back in the, the eighties shows like uh, mash or cheers. I mean, they had 60, 70, 80, hundred million viewers at times, right? Some of these shows were massive and we'll never kind of get back to that because there's just too many choices out in the world nowadays. And again, this gives us a chance to, to just go back to sort of the approach of, of just less is more, right? The kind of, quality over quantity instead of just watching every show and just plowing through them and not really even thinking about them let's take a step back and pick some of our favorite shows share share them with one another talk about them and just enjoy those shows to the fullest that they can be enjoyed and i think that's uh that's the only way we can kind of tackle the tv problem (laughs) that we're both 
uh, yeah. dealing with in terms of our yeah. busy lives. Yeah. It's, I think it's the most satisfying way to experience that and not feel like we're overwhelmed. And, mm -hmm. um, I think like any project, if it becomes work, we should probably shouldn't do it. And I'll tell you so far, I have enjoyed the heck out of it. So listeners, we hope that you're enjoy that you will enjoy the conversations that, that come out of each one of these shows that we're going to cover. Cause we definitely have, um, before we finish up, I wanted to just kind of go through kind of more of the quote rules that we've set in place. So we're going to stick to movies behind the paywall, streaming services, things like that. TV episodes TV that are the paywall. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> TV behind the paywall. See my, my podcasts are getting mixed up. Yeah. We're going to stick to TV series behind the paywall. We're going to avoid network television. We'll really kind of focus on those series that are the 10 to 12 episodes, you know, the average eight, but most of those, most of these limited series, most of these series that have multiple seasons are about that. So we're not really yeah. sticking to a particular rule with that. Um, to let you know, every episode is going to be filled with spoilers <laughs> that should come as no surprise. The only caveat is that we will be talking about stuff that happens before it. So Adam, there are going to be series that you've seen that I haven't. They're going to be series that I've seen that you haven't. And we're going to do our absolute best not to talk about stuff as it happens in the future in which somebody hasn't seen. So if we're covering Ted Lasso season one, we're not going to talk about a conversation season one that has ramifications in season two. We want even to make sure we, that we can. Even if we know that it does, we're going to yeah. refrain from, we're going to watch it from a point of view as if we're doing a first watch of that series or that show. Right. Right. The other thing is that if we cover a series that has tie-ins, hint, hint, Marvel's What If, <laughs> we will be talking about major plot elements from other things that influence that particular episode. So in the case of Marvel's What If, we'll be talking about some of the mainline movies that influence these characters and their stories. So just be aware of that. We can't obviously keep you in the dark. We're not going to spoil everything <laughs> everywhere all at once. That's a movie, I think. But we <laughs> are going to, in order to keep the conversation genuine, fresh, we will be talking about things in context. So just keep that in mind. Um, we will. <laughs> this is your this is your spoiler warning, okay? Because <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to say spoiler alert. This is what's going to happen. Because again, our conversation is really not. It's not scripted. It's outlined. So we'll have all of our notes handy, but we are uh, using this episode as a means to tell you that everything that we talk about, every episode of every show we talk about is going to be spoiled and everything behind it is going to be spoiled up to that point, but nothing afterwards. So, so our, our recommendation would be if you, if you've already seen the season that we're covering, go right ahead and listen to our, you know, coverage. If you haven't, go ahead and watch each episode that we're covering before you listen to our podcast episode and you'll be fine. Yeah. So at this point you might be asking, maybe you're not, um, how are we going to get these episodes? Well, through the internet, you goof, come on, whatever <laughs> through your regular <laughs> podcast catchers. No, the way that we're going to actually drop these episodes is we know that week to week uh, for a TV show, Yes, we could be very technical and say, well, you know, episodes only drop once a week because that's how episodes of TV shows do. We're not going to do that. We want to make sure that we're giving you a variety of content, so we don't want you spending too much time on one series. So we'll be dropping episodes typically two times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
if something changes, we might drop just one a week or we might drop three depending on the series or the time of year. And that gets us into when should we expect these throughout the year? In order for us to be able to maximize the ability to get quality and quantity, we want to make sure that we have enough time to put together good edits. Um, if there are great lines that we want to include, we'd rather us not say them and have the actual actor say them. So we wanted to, and we also wanted to create a little bit of a buffer for us because as we've mentioned, being husbands, fathers, you know, the <laughs> job holders, <laughs> we don't have a ton of time to constantly produce content, which is why there's a huge backlog right now that we've been putting together for the last, you know, six, seven months so that you'll have content. And so we've included a little bit of a buffer for us to be able to take time off, spend time with our families. Um, if we get sick, we just, we want to make sure that you have content Holidays, available. vacations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the way that our show is going to work, it's actually going to sort of mimic what a TV show on a network would do. So we'll start our season, our podcast season, at the beginning of September, typically on Labor Day. It's a little later this year because we're just getting our ducks in a row. And we'll go through the end of November. So your last episode of our fall season will be you know, Thanksgiving week or maybe a little bit of after that. Like a TV series, we'll take a little winter break uh, the month of December, and then we'll come right back. And we will drop episodes from January all the way to April. And then we'll take a few months off between the months of May and August or the months that don't end in Y, essentially. <laughs> we figured that would be probably the the best way to really schedule the episodes that make sense. It allows that freedom for us to be able to be flexible. But it also allows you guys to, as listeners, get as much quality content as you can. So we're not just watching an episode and then putting it out there. So that kind of influences the shows that we watch. We know that there are series out there at this point that we're excited to see. I know for myself, as a fan of the Naughty Dog video game, The Last of Us, I'm so excited to watch the series that comes out in 2023. Are we going to cover it? Maybe, but not in real time, because right. we don't want to hinder or sacrifice quality for just the sake of putting out a conversation and being part of the the current uh, current culture. Again, right. our motivation is not to stay current. Our motivation is to enjoy the conversation with each other and then put that content out. My hope is that we do cover it. My hope is also that we cover Newsroom at some point because I do need to get my Aaron Sorkin fix. And I think Adam and I are on the same page there. So <laughs> just know that we are not going to be the podcast for you if you want the most new and current TV shows that are releasing on the streaming services. Maybe we will cover, maybe we won't, but hopefully the series that we do cover are going to be ones that you'll want to watch or rewatch in order to enjoy the conversation. Yeah. And I, and I'll just add that I think this approach of taking a little hiatus, you know, throughout uh, the year will also give you as a listener a chance to catch up on your listening if you're behind because I know for myself there's so many podcasts that deliver so much content 
that I am so far behind that I end up skipping episodes if they're not ones that I really care that much about from a topic point of view. So if you really do want to go through every episode with us, having those those down periods will be a great chance for you to get caught up so that when we start dropping new episodes again, you'll be able to uh, to get right back in and having not missed any. And I think that's a, a little a little unique compared to a lot of podcasts that their sort of primary goal is like constantly pumping out <laughs> new episodes and making sure that there's always something new in your feed. Yeah. And with this particular episode, I just want to add that we wanted to present a schedule to you so that you're not going into this and saying, why in December are there no episodes right. dropping? Yeah. And we'll obviously yeah. remind you, you know, through our social mm-hmm. media, but we also wanted to make sure that you knew ahead of time that, you know, just like you, we need breaks and that uh, we weren't ignoring you. We weren't not producing content that we really want to make sure that quality is there. Right. Adam, did I miss anything? Is there anything that is still out there that I have not covered before we wrap this up? You know, the, the only other thing I would add is that one thing we hope to bring beyond just all the things you've discussed and obviously the 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 breakdown and the kind of summary of each episode is we want to give you some personal stories as well about us along the way, about who we are, what we like. And this could include when we first were watched a show or how we first got into a, a, a franchise, whether it is the MCU or Star Trek or something, we could tell those stories. And we'll also include stories uh, that include like people that may have worked on these shows that we may have met or worked with. In my case, I have had some experiences with certain individuals, actors and directors, and I might share some personal stories about those people and how they were involved in some of the shows that we're watching. So we hope to give you some little tidbits like that, that make this podcast even more unique. These are things that you won't hear anywhere else because they're our stories, our personal perspectives on things from our own experiences. So hopefully that'll add some, some value to the the listener. Yeah, absolutely. So before we go, just a little bit of connective tissue here. If you want to follow me personally, you can find me at Twitter. This is where really all three of us live for the most part. Uh, You can follow me at Twitter at shoeless patch, S H O E L E S S P A T C H. You can also follow the show, um, an original series. It's at AOS underscore podcast. You'll find uh, links to the actual episodes there. We'll constantly, as much as we can, be promoting each episode, give you updates on if there's a hiatus or when it's coming or what we're covering next. And Adam, I believe your Twitter account is at Adam Rakoff. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. A-D-A-M-R-A-C-K-O-F-F, all one word. And that is my only Twitter. Um, well, I have other accounts, as I mentioned earlier, for other projects, but that's my only social media presence. I actually don't have a Facebook page or a Instagram account. I know you mentioned sort of scaling back on your social media presence. I kind of never had much of one outside of my Twitter account. So it's, uh, again, just time. I don't have time. I I don't need anything more (laughs) distracting me from the many things on my plate 
but I do I do try to stay on top of my Twitter account and and keep uh, you know on on top on top of who's following me. I try to follow people back if, if they're not bots, and <laughs> I try to respond reply and respond to things. So yes, if you're listening and you want to ask questions, talk have a extend the conversation that we're having on on a particular episode. That's the best place to do it. Also, recommendations if there are shows that you'd like to see us cover. I'm not saying we will, but we'll certainly make note of it and uh, discuss it offline. And maybe eventually we'll get to uh, some of your suggestions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that'll do it from us. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this pilot episode and kind of getting an idea of what we're about, what we're bringing to the table. We hope that this um, excites you, inspires you to check out an original series. Uh, If you want to, as always, we're going to throw out the obligatory podcast review recommendation if you're using apple itunes if you like us give us a five-star review helps promote the show a little bit better uh but if you're not just uh give us a holler on twitter let us know how we're doing as you're as you're going through what you like what you don't like and uh, yeah we hope that you do enjoy it until then i'm patch he's adam and we are out of here